Happy Mindset Monday, guys. Welcome to May and another episode of the WellFit Lab podcast. Can you believe how quickly we got to the month of May? It feels like time is just flying. So today I want us to talk about how to self-care in the midst of tough times. We've been talking about wellness, entrepreneurship, and what that looks like. And it's not always going to be rosy. So I want to share some ways that you can self-care in the midst of tough times. They may look like self-caring in a regular day, but these are some ways that will help ground you. So grab your cup of tea and join me in the lab for another episode of the WellFit Lab. See you in there. Hey everyone, it is your girl Shia Thousand here and thanks for tuning in to another episode. So today I wanted to share some ways that you could self-care during tough times. There's a lot going on in the world today. Right now we're dealing with the war in the Ukraine, the stock market. Life is just out here lifing. And between worrying about like your health, your finances, your families, and the things just going on in world events, there are some tough times upon us right now. And the last two years have been somewhat tough in many areas of our lives. And we've all been dealing with these things simultaneously. And I was just speaking with a girlfriend and she brought up a really good point. Normally when we're dealing with tough times, that may be like a personal thing. And it's not a collective universal thing for whatever the type of tough time is that you're experiencing. And this pandemic, we've all collectively been dealing with the same tough time, experiencing it differently, but we've all been dealing with the same issue. And even right now, with everything going on financially, inflation and things of that nature, we're dealing with these things as a collective. So and know when these things are happening, it can be really hard and difficult to practice self-care as an entrepreneur, as a nine to five person, just just a person, a human out here living, it can be hard to practice self-care. And so it's really the reason why I wanted to do this episode so that we can talk about ways to practice self-care during tough times. And it's hard to think about ourselves when we're worrying about or experiencing trauma, um, new things happening, upheavals in your life, and shifting and being in the midst of a transition. So I thought these tips would be able to help you. And really, at the same time, it's important that more than ever, we focus on our self-care and that we're practicing it during these times. So hopefully, these tips will help you navigate the season of caring for yourself. So the very first thing I want to encourage you to do is to eat something. I know when I'm stressed, I am not good at eating. I really can't eat when I'm stressed. And some people are stress eaters. And if that's not you, I want to encourage you to put something good into your body. Um, you're not apt to be hungry um, when you're stressed sometimes, and that's not everyone, but it is myself. And when you do eat, you might find yourself eating something that's easy, but not necessarily good for you. So it may be fast food and be full of empty calories, 
But if you actually take the time to meal prep and schedule out your meals, then you don't have to go to eating food that is full of empty calories and actually complete the cycle of just aiding you and just putting something in your body, but you can put in something healthy in your body. So having proper fuel will help you go a long way and help you get to what you need in that moment of feeling fulfilled without feeling the guilt of eating something that isn't good for you. Next thing I want you to do is I want to encourage you to exercise, move your body. I'm really big on moving your body, even if it's just a walk. I think it's important that we focus on moving our bodies. Moving our bodies helps us clear our minds. Moving our bodies helps get the blood flowing, and it really just helps release some stress. So putting your body in motion when you're under any kind of stress seems almost crazy at first, but it actually helps release the stress. And when you think about it, on one hand, you're overwhelmed and it's easy to um, like forget about the routine of activity and really get into a state of inactivity. Um, I know it's really easy when I'm overwhelmed to just want to sit down on a couch and watch TV instead of getting up and walking the dog and moving my body. So I think make a point of it and you can put a note in your phone or an alarm in your phone to just get up, get up and move your body for at least 5, 10, 15 minutes. Um, If you can, step away for 15 minutes, move your body, walk up and down in your house, go outside, get some air. And I think it's really important to go outside and just experience nature. Allow the sun to just rest on you. It's nothing better than just walking outside and just sitting under the sun for me. That really helps just clear my mind, take a deep breath, and just lay in that warmth. I love the way that feels. Even right now while I'm saying it to you guys, I have my eyes closed and I'm just remembering how that feels. And that's a moment for me. Create moments and pockets of joy for yourself. And for me, that's moving my body. And I would encourage you to just get up and move your body and create that moment and pocket of joy for yourself of making movement a good thing and not necessarily a negative thing, especially because movement has been proven to ease stress and help you feel better when things are difficult. And it's important that we have those moments where we can just like lower our stress and feel better about difficult things or just feel better about the very moment you're in, the art of being present. Focusing on being present and moving your body can really help just lower your stress, lower your anxiety, and lower your chances around depression. Next thing, I want to encourage that you get some sleep. Rest is important for resilience. Rest builds you up in all areas of your life. It helps your cognitive abilities. But when we are not sleeping and there's nothing but chaos around us, it can really make it that much worse. And creating a bedtime routine can help you and slowing down your mind and help you preparing for the next day where the heaviness, you know it may be there, but it won't feel as heavy because you have created this routine. So I encourage you an hour before bed, turn off all electronic devices, only deal with things that you can hold and flip in your hand. So books, journals, I would even say read a magazine article. I wouldn't focus on anything negative. I wouldn't um, encourage you to have like um, people listen to podcasts, unless you're like a scary podcast kind of person. I wouldn't even encourage that because I know for me, I'm like a sponge. 
and I dream about the thing I was listening to. So I'd encourage you to put something good on. I like to um, listen to funny things before I go to bed. So as I'm preparing for bed, even though I said turn off electronic devices, I may have like my iPad on the other side of the room and it's not facing me, but just so I can hear like Frasier on. And that's something that I use to help get me ready for bed. Um, I don't always do it. I'm really trying to get myself out of the habit of having any electronic devices on period in the room. Um, but I don't have a TV in my room. So if you have a TV, I would encourage you not use your TV. If you have something smaller that you can use to help if you're someone who always listens to the TV, you can help wean yourself off of the TV because it would actually help and make you get into a process with your body and let your brain know that you're preparing for bed. So creating routines can actually help you. So slowing your mind down through journaling, or um, a quiet activity like coloring would be really nice. I know someone who actually keeps crowns in a coloring book in her nightstand. So um, that right before bed, if she has any anxiety, she actually just takes it out in colors. Shout out to Dr. V. And then also um, do what you need to relax in order to get a good night's sleep. Know what you, how many hours you need. Everyone doesn't know what their... Um, like sweet spot is. So get to know and learn yourself and know what your sweet spot is. For me, it's about seven hours. I don't need a full eight. If I get a full eight, sometimes I feel overtired. But making sure you get adequate amount of sleep is imperative to helping um, you self-care during hard times or tough times. Next thing I want you to do is I encourage you to talk to someone. We don't have to do anything in this life alone. And we were built for a community. God created us to engage with one another and have community. He didn't want Adam to be by himself, so he created Eve. We are created to be and live in community, and it is important. So I encourage you to talk to someone. If you have someone in your network, I always ask who are your 2 a.m. people um, that you can speak to. Talk to them. If it's deeper than talking to someone in your network and you actually need professional help, Definitely tap into the apps and resources that we have available. I use a therapy app called um, Talkspace. I highly encourage it, but it's really important that we get connected when we need it and making talking to others a priority, getting the help when you need. There's also many emergency hotlines for if you need someone to speak to right in a moment and maybe you are conflicted about reaching out to someone in your network or you just feel like it's much bigger than them. It's many emergency hotlines, the National Suicide Prevention Hotline. There are so many hotlines that you can call where there is someone that you can speak to 24 hours a day. And I think it's really important if you're really struggling and dealing with the situation, consider talking to a counselor or professionals. And that looks like those hotlines a lot of the time where they are available. Sometimes we'll reach out to people in our network and they're not available when we need them. And that's okay because there are other resources. So tap into those other resources to connect with someone when you really need it. I would also say another thing that I encourage you to do is um, accepting things as they are in this very moment and knowing that they may not always be perfect. I, um, I often speak about the three A's of personal power and they are accept, acknowledge, and ascend. And so accepting things as they are in a moment can help relieve a lot of our stress. A lot of our stress comes from not accepting things as they are and wishing them to be different. 
So by refusing to let go of normalcy and accepting things are different right now, you create impossible levels of stress and unnecessary suffering and frustration within yourself. The best practice is to really step back and accept it, acknowledge your part in it if there is any, acknowledge what's going on, and realizing that you might need a different game plan for how you handle this moving forward. So that's what I call ascending. And you are ascending now. You either have new information, you're getting new information, and you're choosing to find a solution so that you can go about this a different way. And it puts you less on a defensive and more in control of the situation. And I think that's really important. And we don't spend enough time, I think, accepting, acknowledging, and ascending in situations. And I'm a former spiraler. I would spiral all the time. And it was because I was refusing to accept things as they were, acknowledge my own part in it, or acknowledge um, what was actually even happening because I spent so much time wishing and hoping that it was different. And wishing and hoping is wonderful, but the biggest change comes from knowing that this is what it is and then going from what you can control. We can only control what we can control. So I encourage you to focus on what you can control to navigate that. And then lastly, remember to take some time to pour into yourself. All these things I've shared are ways that you can pour into yourself to some degree, but look for small ways throughout your day to incorporate self-care into your daily activities. It can be journaling, it can be going for a walk, it can be practicing deep breathing, it can be reading a good book. I totally encourage you to find a hobby Tap into the things that you once loved. Write down a list of things that you love to do and then start executing them and figuring out ways to incorporate that into your daily life. We don't do that enough. And sometimes we haven't done it in so long, we don't even know what we love. So I encourage you today to just sit down and write a list down of the top 30 things in your life that you love to do, that you once loved to do, that bring you joy, and then start going through and recognizing how you can add one thing to your day that brings you joy. These pockets of joy are not to be taken for granted. A lot of the time we dismiss the details, we dismiss the little things, but the details and the little moments of our lives are the things that we remember the most and we recognize that they snowball into become the big moments of our lives. The things that we remember, the things that we wish we had more time to do, and those pockets of joy are not to be taken for granted. We spend our whole lives working and you're an adult longer than you're a kid. And so why not build joy into that? Find your pockets of joy and recreate it as often as possible. Recreate moments for laughter. That's literally the last thing I will say. Recreate moments for laughter. If you can get a good, deep laugh in today, do it. If you can um, connect with a friend and every time you talk to this person, you know they make you laugh, try and talk to that person more often. If you have a favorite movie that you can just watch and know that you're going to laugh, try and watch that more often. They do say that um, re-watching the same thing over and over is actually a way to lower anxiety for those who do suffer with anxiety. I am someone that tends to watch the same shows over and over because they say we know what we're going to see so we don't have that same anxious um, feeling within ourselves when we're watching it. There's nothing necessarily new to get used to in watching that. If you have that and you know it gives you a good deep belly laugh, I encourage it. Do it. 
One of my favorite Seinfeld episodes was the last season. I think it's episode nine with the Merv Griffin set. Oh my gosh, I've watched that thing so many times, but it gives me a deep belly laugh every single time I watch it. Find out what that is for yourself and incorporate more pockets of joy in your life. Incorporate deep laughter in your life. Incorporate real connections for deep laughter in moments where you can truly just um, hold space for someone else and hold space for yourself in that time. And knowing that you're creating moments for someone else to hold space for you as well. With someone you trust, though, um, we don't want to put ourselves in a position to engage with people and share. And it's not someone we trust um, to hold that space for us. So be mindful of that as you're thinking about what who your 2 a.m. people are and what the 30 ways are that you can um, create pockets of joy and what you love. So hopefully these tips helped you. I'm going to run through them again. So you want to make sure you get sleep. You want to talk to someone. You want to um, create pockets of joy for yourself. You want to accept things as they are, um, knowing that they are not going to be perfect. Eat something and then move your body. These are some ways that you can self-care during tough or hard times. And I would love to hear if you've incorporated some of this into your life, how it has helped you. So definitely um, like, subscribe, let me know in the comments, share with a friend who may be struggling right now. We need to hear more of this and know that you have the permission to take care of yourself. You taking care of yourself, you do not need permission for it. But some people, I think um, there's so much guilt around it because they think self-care is selfish. And self-care is not selfish. It's required and it is preventative care for your mental health and well-being. So I encourage you today to take care of your mental health and well-being in a healthy way. And hopefully these tips have helped you. So again, this is your girl, Shy A Thousand. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the WellFit Lab podcast. And I'll see you next time. Bye, guys.